0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Can everyone hear me? Yes, yes. yes. I am so happy to be sharing today. This is an honor for me. I don't take it lightly to share. Some things that God has been placing in our hearts, our hearts. I've been hearing this theme from many people that through all the trials that we've been through from the last year and a half. How many been through some trials? Amen. That our our kingdom identity is essential. And so today I'll be sharing about our kingdom identity and how that secures us from the attacks of the enemy. Amen. We often, um, when we deal with life challenges and we deal with storms, it sort of shifts our identity. We get disoriented. We don't know who we are and we forget whose we are. Amen. And so I just want to welcome you to this theme of the year. I remember when Pastor Grimar said, this year, we're gonna focus on brand new. So we're gonna be committed to bringing you messages and, and 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 emphasis on things that help us grow in our knowledge of Christ. Because when all else is shifting, we have to get grounded in Christ again, amen? And so this is, you know, this year, you know, people, I, I, I crack up because I like, you know, some of the terms that people came up with for this year and last year. How many heard COVID? Yeah, that was what we experienced a couple of weeks ago. And um, and, and and sometimes if we're not careful, we can allow the darts and the trials to that of tw- that were in 2020 to bleed over to tw- 2021. You know, we can just say, oh, it's more of the same. But if we're not keyed into the spirit of God, we won't know the shifts that are happening in the the world and in us. We have to listen and to ask God through the changing times, what are you saying? Amen. What are you saying? Because my identity is not based on the world. My identity is rooted in Christ. And so I don't know about you, but I remember where I was. I think it was March 13th last year. Remember? Who who remembers where they were? And that's when President Trump had to make this declaration of emergency. You remember where you were? I was headed to work, and then I had to head back home because they shut down the office. And, 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 And it was like that time. It reminded me of September 11th. It reminded people of certain turning points where our world shifted and then we all went crazy we all went like ah I can't go to the store I gotta wear a mask what is happening we went crazy and that's okay to have that initial reaction but it's not okay to stay in that place amen God wants us to feel what we feel to grieve our losses but he doesn't want us to lose who we are in the midst of the crisis, amen? And so today, when I'm talking about kingdom identity, I'm going to talk about gathering yourself. I remember I had a friend named Marianne. She was a trip. She would always say, now I got to gather myself. And I would say, why is she talking old? That's old folks' language. She would say, girl, I got to gather myself. And, And it was always that point where she had dealt with something formidable. You know, she grew up with a mother in a wheelchair she 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 had to work at an early age and so therefore she was teased a lot she was beautiful and tall but you know that's kind of awkward when you're young it's not it's not like Naomi Campbell when you're 12 it's like i'm awkward my body's growing so she she had to get her senses and get rooted in who she was you understand what i'm saying some of us don't have that issue some of us don't have identity issues because we came from a perfect home, any perfect homes? Anybody originate from a perfect home? Or we don't have that sense of identity crisis. But Mary Ann, she would always say once in a while, this thing happened. I lost my job, Uh, my car, I had a car accident. Let me gather myself. And so today I will hope that we would gather ourselves as kingdom citizens. Today, I want us to get rooted in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so today, our identity is challenged on every front. I remember I was at a workshop about two months ago. And I was happy because it's a day off of work. How many love those trainings? They're boring, but it's like, yeah, I'm getting paid to chill, you know. And so I get excited, you know. I'm getting my fruit, getting my coffee, and sitting, you know, at a table. And 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 then they said, before we get started, it's a mental health thing, so we're touchy feely. And so and so before we get started, um, I want you to go around and shake. Uh, someone's hand, or at that time it wasn't shake, but it was like greet someone, right? And 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 tell them a little bit about yourself. And so this is where I felt really old, you know, and 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 all these students and all these individuals kept coming to me, hi. I'm such and such, and I'm trans this, and I'm she, he, they, we, and all this stuff. And I'm just like, well, I'm just Yolanda. Um, I, I appreciate you, you identifying yourself and trying to connect with me, but I, I, that's all I got. I'm Yolanda. Um, and, and, and so we're, we're challenged. Our identity is challenged. On every front, you know people want us to define ourselves through our sexuality primarily, people want us to identify ourselves as our gender identity i 'm a woman, hear me roar, and there 's nothing wrong with that, but we want the world wants us to over identify with these labels right and 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 we've seen this in the body of Christ. It breaks my heart, but we are identifying ourselves over our racial lines, and it 's not it's not causing us to be full and one and learn from each other. It's causing us to depart. I've never seen anything like this before. I still have a grandmother that's alive and she goes, what the heck? We're back in the 50s. We're back in the 60s. It feels it feels contentious. But they, they, there's a push to, to define ourselves through these identities. What's your identity? What do you feel like today? Man, I tell you, if I was to define myself by how I felt day by day, I would be many people. (laughs) I would be a quitter. I would be not talking to you. Um, um, I I would be, my favorite is a virtuous wife. You know, those moments when you do something honorable. You know, I'm, I'm a person that likes to take credit for things. I know I don't care about the big things, you know, like big projects or to be seen at work. I don't, I don't care about the big stuff, but I like to get, this is my, this is my confession. I like to get credit for the little things, for the little things. Can can someone put up this picture? Because I, I, I get evidence. I get evidence. This is a picture, um, written by one of drawn by one of my sons, right? And it says in my family, We have family night every Tuesday. I still keep this in my refrigerator, not because it brings up warm memories, but because when he starts to say my childhood was so rough, I I can say, no, this is evidence. You did this in the second grade. Don't come with that. Don't, I've done some things right, you know? So I like credit for things that I do. You know, my husband, he says all the time, if you have to say it, honey, you know? Um, I'm that person that's cooking, and I wish this wasn't true. This is is where my flesh has to get surrendered. But you know, I'm cooking, and I'm reminding him I'm cooking. Why, why, and he rolls his eyes, and then, and then I serve him, and you know other people will eat and enjoy each other, and I do. But then after, I say, was that good? <laughs> Not because I really cared if it was good, but I just want to reinforce that, that 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 act of goodness, right? I want credit for things, and so the flesh is like that. <laughs> the flesh is like that. This is good to confess. I feel lighter. God is good. This is I came to church, worship God. here I am <laughs> worshiping you, confess some things. this is going great. I just love it and and so and so it 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 sounds like you know we 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 don't realize that our um that our identity is rooted not in our flesh, not in our desires, not in what people the world tries to label us. so today. I want to talk about how the kingdom of God is different than the world system. Our identity—I keep dropping things. I must not need it. Um, I keep dropping things, but I just want us to realize that we must secure ourselves in the in the in the knowledge, in our identity in Christ. We must gather ourselves and reestablish. Who we are in Christ when difficulty happens, you know, when death happens, when sickness happens, when circumstances beyond our control, we can be tossed to and fro, but we have to gather ourselves. There is a barrage of information telling who, telling you who to vote for, who, who to be like, how to dress. And if we don't have our identity in God, if we don't have groundedness, we will be just like the world. You won't be able to tell the Christians, the Christ followers from the people of the world. We're supposed to have the answer. Christ is living on the inside of us. So I just want to pray real quick. Father, help us to stand in this rapidly changing world. Father God. But Father God, help us to know that there is nothing new under the sun. There are so many things that try to stop us, but you have called us to some great things in the kingdom. Lord God, you you have made us in your image, Lord God. Help us to understand that more today. Help us to remove all distractions and hear what you have to say through this message. Help us to hear your voice, not my voice. Lord God, as we gather ourselves, as we relax, calm down, and settle ourselves in your identity. Lord, help us to be like you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So I want you to turn to Ecclesiastes 3. It's one of my favorite poetry books. It's a poem. And I think... um, it, it reminds me of just the Proverbs and the way that it flows. It gives, it's practical. And I love King Solomon because he was really qualified to make these statements about life. Um, he he was a king. He had access to massive resources and, and a lot of wealth and, and too many wives. We all know that. The son of David. So this is a man who was qualified to make this statement, and it says, um, and before I, I, I read uh, Ecclesiastes three, we know that this this text was written um, before his death in nine thirty one uh, B.C. And and the content of Ecclesiastes was somewhat reflective. You hear the tone of a weary life. You know, he uses words like vanity and he uses words like um, to the the point in summary. I've never seen the righteous, you know, forsaken. He's he's reflecting um, about his life and 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 he realizes he sounds like a man when I was reading it last week that he was a man of some regrets. He was a man that was full of wisdom, but he still had some regrets. Just think of the access. But in this text, he's pointing us. And in the whole book of Ecclesiastes, he's pointing us to a simpler yet better life. And I want to read this in the spirit of gathering ourselves. And and looking at the most important thing in the midst of all the barrage, people telling you how you should feel, how you should react. Don't you love people who like to tell you what your identity is? You know, they like to tell Oh, you should be devastated. And we go, oh, maybe I should. You know, so he says to everything, there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. Wow, that's comforting right there. Wow. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. A time to pluck up what's just planted. A time to kill. A time to heal. A time to break down. And a time to build up. Wow, that's good. A time to weep. And a time to laugh. Sometimes we need to weep. Our nation likes to rush over weeping. And we wonder why our identity is confused. Because life is full of hard things and it's full of mountaintops. But we must grieve those losses so we can get a deeper spirituality. I love talking and getting advice from people who have wept and who have come up on the other side. They're full of wisdom. A time to mourn, a time to dance. And this is what I like to highlight. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from bracing. (laughs) Does that ring true right now? A time to gain and a time to lose. What? A time to lose? This world preaches victory at all costs, right? A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. But I want us to park here at this portion in this verse, a time to cast away stones and to gather stones. Got, that, that got me at the beginning of the year. I kept saying, what is this? A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. And I, I was looking and, and, and certain translations use the word um, a time to cast away or to scatter um, and a time to gather Right. And and this this text, you know, I love it when I read all these commentaries and, and they give you their opinions. And there's a, a lot of different opinions about what this is. It's almost a perfect structure of a poem with word count. and 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 but this a time to cast away stones and a time to gather doesn't fit. It has that object. It's just like a time to heal, time to kill, time to gain, time to lose, a time to cast away stones you know, a time to gather stones. But isn't that like life? <laughs> you know, things are going well, but then we have this something we don't know how to make sense of it. And 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 I love what the Barnes and notes of the Bible says. One definition, stones may be regarded as either materials for buildings. So like houses, you know. Um another um Bible dictionary says gather for a building. This is like more figuratively, um, versus the stone, the stones, um, the barns definition. It says, for building figuratively, the Gentiles once cast away stones were in due time made parts of the spiritual building. I like that. And children of Abraham. So the restored Jews hereafter, I love it. So, so there's different contexts of it, but I love the 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 most the most common one that I found that stands out to me um, is the Cambridge and Eliot's uh, commentaries. It's it says some interpreters think that invading armies would come in and throw stones at different vineyards and different uh, pieces of land, and and to, and they were fertile, but they would do that as an attack, as a barrage, so the fruitfulness it would become barren and i was like wow so there's a time to cast away stones and a time to gather and so so the 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 people who were victimized by the invading army they had to gather stones to regroup to to clear out their fields so it could be more productive. Those who have gardens and those who worked on the farmland knows the importance that you have to, you can't have impediments to growth, to fertility. And so the main idea, the main idea that I wanted to share is that there are many forces competing for our identity. Now is the time to gather the stones that try to destroy us. We've been through a lot as a nation and we must build our spiritual houses by growing in our kingdom identity. We must gather up. We must gather up. We must gather up. We're always looking for Jesus to do everything for us when he has already empowered us to do for ourselves. Hello, the kingdom of God is living in you. So some things you don't need to pray about, you just need to declare and agree with God. Some of us don't know the power of our words. Some of us need to speak to our situations. Some people need to speak to our spouses and say, no, you won't be down today (laughs) because God has created you for more. Some people need to speak over our bodies and say, I feel it, I feel it, but God has declared that he has been risen from the dead. And he has died for my sins and my illnesses, Lord God. And by his stripes, I am healed. So sometimes prayer is important. And I don't want to sound arrogant, but God is asking us to put us, put him in remembrance of his word. He gets excited. Because when we are in the kingdom, he's saying, that a girl, that a girl, say my word, declare it, declare it over your body, declare it over your kids. Some of us speak death over our children. Oh, yeah, he's just like his daddy. And that's usually not a compliment when we say that. Yeah. Oh, I see that anxiety. My my mother was anxious, so it probably skipped a generation. We speak death over us and not realizing who we who we belong to. Amen. And so the, the Matthew 6:33 says it better than even I did in my main idea. He says, "Let's just settle this right now. But seek first the kingdom of God <laughs> and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you." That's it. Let's go home. But seek first the kingdom of God. In his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. So if you're struggling with confusion, identity, with gender identity, let's seek first the kingdom of God and let's get what the word, what the word says about our identity. Let's get that deep in our spirits. And so how do we do that? Number one, first refuse to over identify with the world. We over-identify with things. We live in a world that over-identifies with 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 their struggles. I mean, it was just like amazing um, at this conference. People kept saying, "Oh, I'm this. I'm disabled. Um, I'm, um, um, I struggle with depression. Um, um, I've been clean for 15 years." And and there's nothing wrong with 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 realizing that our that we are overcomers and that we're dealing with some things, but we have to be careful that we don't over identify with that to where it's like, I'm an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a depressed person. I'm an invalid. I'm a leper. I'm a woman with the issue of blood. We sometimes over-identify with our struggles because of the way we feel and because of the way that people define you. You're lower class. You're not in the middle class. You're not upper middle class. You're not educated. Who do you think you are to be an entrepreneur that's kingdom-minded and sowing into the kingdom and making an impact? You don't have the right credentials. And so we have to refuse to over-identify with our worlds. I find there's two sex in Christianity. Let's act like it ain't there, <laughs> and that's dangerous. Oh, what problem? I'm blessed. I have a mass that says I'm blessed, right? But your house is on fire. Okay, you still could be blessed, but we got to put some fire, some water on that fire. Amen. And so, and and we have that where we deny. We completely deny Christianity leads itself with the overemphasis on faith, faith, faith. And faith is a wonderful thing. Um, I love the gift of faith, but I think that we have to know the truth. And then we have to declare the word of God is the ultimate truth over our situation. Amen. And, and, and so we identify with our, distru- our struggles, but we're different. The kingdom of God is different. The kingdom of God is different. It is not the world system. And also, we over-identify with
1: our desires. Mm. I'm transgendered. I'm gay. I'm a
0: victim of whatever. I know some women who've been, um, was in physically abusive relationships 35 years ago, and they still talk about, I'm a survivor of domestic violence. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with the, with, with the sharing your testimony. But oftentimes we don't realize we've taken on an identity that is anti-Christ. Who told you you were this? And we don't receive help. And we don't receive the impartation of the Holy Spirit.
1: Why? Because this is who I am. Let that sink in. Who does Jesus say you are?
0: That's the main thing I'm telling you. I'm telling. You, that has. Kept me, that has kept me
1: in more ways than you can imagine. <clears throat> you to not over-identify with your struggles
0: and and not to over-identify with your desires because we must submit our desires. We have a flesh and our flesh is broken. So sometimes we have desires that don't line up with the word of God. Can we talk about this in church? Can we talk about the fact that some of us have desires that are not natural to how God created us. And we are not to over identify with it, but we must deal with it by the power of the Holy Spirit. We must make space for the transformation from I am a victim to I'm a child of God. I am bought with a great price. I am a Christ follower. I am the righteousness of Christ. I love it. I love it that I am a kingdom citizen, here to do a specific work. That my world, the world system that you live in, is not the world system I live in. Woo! I love it. I love it. I, I'm like in meetings and and I'm in experiences and 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 I'm, I like got the secret. <laughs> and people say, "Oh, she's just so joyful." No, 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 no. <laughs> I know my identity in Christ. You can't tell me no different. So when I sow into your life and you don't acknowledge it, that's okay. (laughs) That is okay because I know God's economy is different than the world's economy. So it's becoming secure,
1: secure. What does God say I am? The kingdom of God is different. You know why?
0: Cuz our value doesn't change. Our value does not change. Our value doesn't change based on our performance, based on our platforms. It does not change. So it's weird. So it's like, how do I how do I um how do I reconcile the world's economy and, and and how do I reconcile the way the kingdom of God works? And so I want to draw you to um, uh, Matthew 18. And it's so great because you don't have to look at it. I just, I'll just talk about it. But this was a common problem that the disciples had with, with wondering who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom. It's crazy. It's like after Jesus had told them, showed them so many miracles, the 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 Mount of Transfiguration with Moses, all these great things. The next chapter, they're talking about. So who's going to be the greatest? That's a fleshly issue. We we want to know who. Well, we I love it when the the sons of Zebedee, their 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 the mother had even came to Jesus and bowed down and say. um, <clears throat> Can my son sit at the right hand and the left hand (laughs) in your kingdom when this is all over? It's like out of all the billions and billions of people, (laughs) the gall, we just want our value to be added. We're looking for significance and that's good to look for significance, but looking for significance in a changing world where the rules change, you gotta do more, you gotta look the part, you can't look old, you can't can't be too, too, too this or too that. It's, it's, like a, a, it's like searching for something that's unreachable and it leaves you empty. That's what Solomon was talking about. Vanity. Vanity. And so when you began to to get strengthened in my identity with Christ, it just helps you to walk in peace and get a confidence that seems strange for your situation. People are looking at you and say, bless her heart but you know that you're activating your faith. And and so I love what Jesus says in Mark ten forty two forty four. 44. He says, but Jesus called them to himself and said to them, you know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you must be a servant and whoever desires to be first shall be slaves of them all. That's different. That's not like the kingdom of this world. <laughs> I, I, I think of, you know, when we, one way we over identify with our struggles is this ambition we live in a capitalistic society and, and I love it. And we have this opportunity to not be in caste systems. And, and so we, we can work, we can be born in one condition and, and die and have a, a change of a situation where we're leaving an inheritance for our kids. But being ambitious can get out of control. You know that being ambitious is not inherently a bad thing, but it is. But it's a selfish ambition rather than the ambition that is honoring and surrendered to God. It can only lead to a path of destruction. I remember um, counseling. um, I think we were counseling a couple back in church a long time ago. And this gentleman had overcame a lot of hurdles with 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 drinking and you know gambling he had like um you know five years just really recommitting his life to God and getting back on track and getting his family secure in the things of God and then this great opportunity came up for him to to work at this this it was a promotion in a company but it allowed him to travel and and he was in sales and so how many you know when you're in sales you have to schmooze these clients you have to go out to eat. You have to go out to dinner. And, and that may not be a stumbling block for some, but we didn't think it was wise for this gentleman who just, thank God, he kept his family. His wife was just like, I'm not doing this anymore because it was a emotional roller coaster for her. And so we cautioned him. We said, you know, we're not trying to be controlling or legalistic or say that this isn't a good thing, but we don't think it's a wise thing for your family. And so against better judgment, he went on to pursue that thing. And I'm sad to say that his wife is now remarried to another man. And his kids resent him because they felt he chose success, providing for my family. You know, $200,000 wasn't enough. This job offers 325,000. Really? And so when our ambition becomes selfish, and and I'm not saying this to judge him because we all have those areas. I'm saying that there was a part of him that was looking for his value in the amount of money he made. And that's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is different. The kingdom of God is different. And 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 there's less anxiety in the kingdom of God. Because I don't have to compete with you. I don't have to compete with you. I can celebrate your success. I actually get excited when people start to do great and do great things because I'm like, oh, goodness, this is great. I get to go on the boat, too. (laughs) I get to go to dinner and have them pour into my life. The kingdom of God is liberating because there's no position that's high or low because you're an usher versus a pastor. That's not the kingdom of God. We serve a Lord that washed feet as they were arguing about position. This was a man that was equal. Oh my goodness, that was God. That was the word sent. And he was
1: raised by broken individuals. He walked among us. He served us.
0: He would get frustrated with us. How long must I be with you? I got to get away from you. <laughs> I'd rather go to the wilderness, right?
1: <laughs> he
0: Talk about humility. He is the example of humility. So the foundation of understanding your kingdom identity is understanding that we serve a king who was humble. We can rest right there. Because when we walk in humility, we walk in power (laughs) because we don't need affirmation by the world. And so I love this because I've learned and I'm still learning because there's areas that I still struggle with. I don't want to come off like I'm, I'm, I'm all of that and I have this thing licked. But I can tell you that I've learned and am learning to find my value. And security in him and not how I perform. That was a game changer for me. <laughs> I used to be working, working, trying to do, you know, my family was based on performance. And and we, okay, I got this accolade, I got this degree, I got this. And and I realized how tired I was. So so when the preacher came preaching, we had a guest speaker, Miles and Row, and I was 20 years old, and he just started talking about purpose. He was talking about identity. This is the first time I ever heard anything about kingdom identity in 1995. And I grew up in a church all my life. But it was something about that day that he just said, kingdom identity, you have a purpose in the kingdom that just resonated with me. And I was like, I was like, you know, when they had the altar call, I was just crying. I was weary. I was tired. But I responded to that kingdom call to knowing that I don't have to compete anymore. It was so liberating. Come to me, all, all who are burdened, and I will give you rest. There is rest for your souls in knowing who you are in Christ. But if you keep striving, keeping up appearances so that they will keep liking you, it's exhausted. People go, oh, pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. Oh, I got this going on. I got this going on with my kid. I got this going on with with my father and, and, you know, work they're trying to. And I just go, hmm. Yeah, what does God say about this? Who's my mother and who's my father? (laughs) Those who do. The work of the Lord is my mother and my father. So kingdom identity, it just frees you. And it gives you an anointing and a peace that just says you're on the right track. It gives you an authority, not because you were exercising, jockeying for position. Lord, Lord, would I be great? I baptize more people than, you know, they were, they were like talking about how long they've been with them and how many people they're baptized. And
1: Jesus is like, you guys don't get it. I'm going to die. And I'm going to be rose again. And you
0: are righteous because I made you righteous. You're not righteous based on your personality, your performance. How many times you didn't sin this week. You're righteous because of God put you in right standing because of his sacrifice. Amen. I am motivated by loving God and loving others well. That's what identifying, not identifying with the world says. The world says, if they did this to you, if they used you, don't you, you know, give it back to them tenfold. And for me, I just do what God says and leave the consequences up to him. I, I, you know how you release things, you know, when you, know when you pray for people who, do, who use you and, and God says do it anyway. Do this one last act anyway. And you do it. But as an offering, all right, I'm doing it. Not because you think you're manipulating me, but because I was sent an assignment by God. And I'll let you deal with the conviction. I'll let the Holy Spirit deal with you because it's not my job to convince you that I'm worthy. It's not my job to convince you that I did this, I did Some of you are trying to convince people and trying to be accepted by people who would never accept you. So just free yourself right now. It's
1: all vanity. It's all vanity Matthew 18:1, "At the time the disciples came to Jesus. Who then is the greatest
0: in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him. Let him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter into the kingdom.
1: We must humble ourselves as little child. Whoever receives one of these little children, do
0: it in my name. That's powerful. So why do they want to be the greatest? Because it made them feel valuable. It made them feel valuable. They didn't realize who they were with. Really.
1: That's why Jesus asked them from time to time, who do you say I am? Do you have difficulty celebrating others? You know, just that, oh. God, when's my time coming? Do you look for others for your significance? I know I used to. Yeah. <laughs> and, when, and when they accepted me, I
0: was feeling good. And then when they, you know, was, you know, ambivalent about me or, or hurtful to me, you had to pick me off the ground. And I said, that's giving my power away. <laughs> Kingdom citizens don't act like that. We bow to one king.
1: Have you ever experienced rejection so you overperform to boost your worth? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his
0: righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. So, what's the solution? I said, we're not to over identify with the world. But I leave you with this. Identify with Christ and his kingdom. Identify with Christ in his kingdom. I am the righteousness of Christ. I love the the Ephesians 6 is one of my favorite chapters, and I declare it over myself every morning as I plead the blood of Jesus. And I I kind of figuratively and spiritually put the arm of God on me. I've been doing this for like over 20 years. It just secures me. I do the Lord's Prayer, and then I do this even before I get out of bed, because if not, the barrage comes, right? My mind, the enemy, just take me on a loop, and then I'm chasing the day. Whoops. So... I just want you to understand the breast, breastplate of righteousness. It, Paul talks about how it, he gives a picture of a soldier and it guards our vital organs, our heart. It's a picture of knowing who we are in Christ and guarding our heart. And, and, and I want you to understand that we must discover our kingdom purpose in this earth because we'll be chasing after the world system and it leaves us empty. This year, we're gonna be talking about brand new. And in that, we're gonna be talking about your purpose. And, 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 and we're gonna be talking about shape. And i want to tell you what shape means. S stands for spiritual gifts. What are the gifts God has given you, right? What are the gifts he's given you? You didn't earn it, but they're gifts. Some are to teach. Some people are just naturally gifted at administration and organization. Those are gifts that you have. You didn't develop it. You just naturally and supernaturally are good at it. The H stands for heart. What are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? You know, some people just have a heart for the elderly. They have a heart for missions. The A stands for abilities. What are you naturally good at? What are you supernaturally good at? P stands for personality.
1: Who has God made you to be? And E, where have you been? Where have you been experienced? We're going to talk about shape
0: and that that who God has created you to be. So you'll know we don't want you to walk around in this world not in understanding your purpose, and our identity, because God has made us brand new. What are the primary ways that distract you from knowing and being secure in your identity with
1: Christ? Stand with me. It is easier to be humble if you are secure
0: in your kingdom identity. It's hard to walk in humility when, when you're not aware of who you are because therefore when you're offended, you focus on the offense and what they did to you versus your identity. And you understand as kingdom citizens, we don't act like that. We don't dress like that. My identity as a kingdom citizen will not allow you to manipulate my emotions. And so the more you gain wisdom and understanding and your identity, you become humble because you understand that we get a measure of grace, and God covers our sins. So we're more likely to walk in forgiveness and humble ourselves and say, you know what? I don't know um, why you're angry at me, but um, and I and I see you're not talking to me anymore, but I just humble myself and just say forgive me. If it was something I said in passing, if it's something that I, I I unknowingly did, I don't want you to feel less than or not important. That's humility, because I know who I am. But offenses can 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 get increased and fortified because we talk about our wounds. And
1: you know what he did to me 10 years ago, right? Don't trust him. So God wants us to recognize who he created us to be
0: and to walk in that birthright and authority. So we're not devastated by the world and their identity standards for us. I'm telling you, if you don't get this thing, you're not going to make it. This is a foundational thing to standing against the attacks of Satan. Because the war that we are fighting is not physical, it's spiritual. And it may not be armies, invading armies, throwing rocks at fertile land. It's who social media says I am. It's, oh, my kids are not talking to me, so therefore I'm not worthy. It's I'm not married, so I don't have value because no one is, you know, espouse themselves to me. No one's. So therefore, I'm not worthy.
1: Add that to all the, the, the rumors of wars or the, the weather patterns, you won't make it.
0: And I don't say this to be gloom and doom. I say this to take up your breastplate of righteousness and to walk in your birthright. More now than never, we can't get away with it. Jesus told us in these times, all these times, he told us about. He said, "These are the birth pains. things." Hello, we're we're in it. Yeah. And so it starts with knowing who you are before we do anything. We focus way too much on doing. And I really want us to secure our identity with God. And if we don't know Jesus Christ, I want us to. To really think about sharing the gospel with with others, even more now than ever. And giving your life to Christ, if that has not already been a commitment. Father God, we thank you for this word today. We thank you, Lord, that we can become secure in your kingdom identity. We bind the spirit of identity confusion in the body of Christ. We lose single-minded worship. And focus on the Heavenly Father, who is the King of all. Your kingdom is different. I believe, Father God, that you have not left us in confusion. That spirit is not from you. Remind us that you paid a price for the sin that we did, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that you would secure us, help us to gather ourselves in your kingdom identity. Thank you, Lord.